This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and supporters like you. Come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles and support us. Thanks. Many changes. Sign up for the tourney and ask my team. Is legacy really just a dying scene? London Mulligan making Grizzle Brand OP. Mold to oblivion from a hate piece. Still, I'm getting wrecked by what Khan creates. Lattice locked like a chump who tried to innovate. New Teferi says instant speeds no go. Narset cast brainstorm hell no. Modern Horizons added to the mix. Given all the bad rug decks, Renin 6. Cascade retrace, your Strix is dead. Dread Horde Arcanist is good, Nate said. Yog Moth's a dope ass brand position. Put Nick Fit right back in position. To lose two lions, I diamond Eons Echo. Shuffle up, draw tendrils, oh hello. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Legacy with all these changes simultaneously. I'd love to go back to how we played as kids before match change, and that's the way it is. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gully and Phil Bleckman. Nate, Phil, how's it going, guys? How's it going, Phil? It's going quite well. Quite well over here. How's it going over there in your new, your your new, new studio, which is very echoey? <laughs> so sorry about that, everybody. Yeah, you're out in Austin now. Fully in Austin. Fully in Austin with my garage set up. You were like, I am so enamored with Echo the Eons, I have to have Echo everywhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, um, let's, Zach, start out with some announcements. Yeah, yeah. So uh, NYSD, it's a, a big vintage event. Uh, I think there might be some other events there as well, but uh, it's a big vintage event on Long Island is happening, uh, what, January or January, July 20th. July. Uh, yep. So uh, a bunch of the, the vintage crew people that I hang out with are, are going to that. I think I'm going to be there as well. What are you uh, running? You know, I, I'm, I'm not positive yet. Dreadhorde Control looks like the smart choice. Um. Uh, it, it kind of all depends on what happens when this uh, the, the ban and restricted announcement happens. I think they they are going to uh, make some changes in uh, in uh, vintage. I think legacy is probably safe right now. They'll probably ban all of modern, <laughs> like the whole format, and then yeah. uh, uh, just drop a brand new format on you. Uh, are you and- gonna Are you gonna run the misers twisted image with your dread hordes? I don't know that twist, Twisted Image is that good, though. Like, just to, like, it's, I, I don't know, man. Like, just Fist getting to, da- getting what? To, yeah, Fist of Flame is legitimately better in that circumstance. What are you, you talking about? You, you, switch your, you switch your Dread Horde into a 3-1, and then it can flash back anything. Yeah, the Fist of Flame makes it a 3-3. Three, three. Two mana, though. Twisted yeah. Image is two mana, isn't it? Twisted Image is a blue. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. I'm looking it up. I mean, I, for me, I don't know, man. Like, just 
casting Fist of Flame after I cast uh, Ancestor Recall, Gataxian Probe, Ponder, you know, like Brainstorm. Dude, you're, you're going to be a mana <laughs> short of that sequence in which you had Twisted Image. I guess you're right. I did not realize it was one. I thought it was, I thought it was two. You heard it here first, folks. Twisted Image, Busted Tech. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I'll probably try Dreadhorde Control. I, 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 there's a practice event this week, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna test out uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist uh, in Vintage, and, and I'll report back on that. Um, or I'll just play Paradoxal Outcome, and uh, hopefully uh, they you know restrict Narset, and I'm fine. <laughs> hopefully they restrict Narset and Karn. You're you're pretty high that that's gonna happen. I I, I actually am with you. Yeah, I think I, it's a lot easier to restrict than to ban and. Guys, transgressive things need a place to live. They do live there, though. Yeah, they're they, just... they, they are alive. You know, you can keep something alive in this format by just having, by letting people play one of it. I mean, I think we have to look at all of our band talk through the lens of transgressive place needs a stuff to live, which is directly from Aaron Forsyth himself, and it means nothing. <laughs> transgressive place needs a stuff to live? Uh, is that what I said? Whatever. It's a way to get him on the podcast. It's as helpful <laughs> as uh, him saying transgressive stuff needs a place to live. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was going to drop, you know, after we the announcement, so we're not making any predictions for real. But we're making we're, – we're predicting exactly what happens. So, I mean, it'll it, drop tomorrow morning, and it might drop slightly before it. And people will rush to their – Podcast app of choice. Yeah, people are going to be like, do I want to look at the BNR list or do I want to listen to Eternal Dirtles? I mean, Pretty clear choice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Reply in the doobly-doo, folks. I think they're going to game everybody and just ban Hogak in Legacy. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's... I, I, it's either... For me, it's like, I'll play Dreadhorde Control or I'll play uh, Paradoxal Outcome, depending on what, what the uh, ban list announcement looks like tomorrow. Or I should say the restricted list announcement looks like tomorrow. For Vintage. Um, for uh, Legacy, I mean, I'm still pretty high on, uh, on on Rug, but we'll talk about that in a second. Nate, you have some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I played some old school this weekend, if you can believe it. What'd you play? And... I played red green beats and it you was had a awesome. Turn off for that tournament too, right? We had 31 oh, players yeah. in amazing. Austin for old school. Yeah, that's more than we've ever had for vintage, which is full proxy. Um, now a, a big part of that, and it, you know, the, the people really deserve a shout out is the Alamo City old school crew. The Alamo being, of course, in San Antonio, uh, which is about I guess like an hour south of Austin, and I think they bring up a large contingent. But we actually had players from Houston and Dallas as well who came down. That's like the equivalent of having a tournament with, you know, players from Washington, Philadelphia, and Boston yeah. um, in, in New York. So um, really, it was really a great time. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you guys the, the quick rundown. We're not going to post a deck list because you don't do that, but I'll put a link to my picture, my deck list picture in the notes. Uh, an Alamo City Old School player, Mark Brothers. Uh, i got to give him a shout-out. He lent me... Uh, a Mox Emerald and a Mox Ruby, so I got to play those. Um, and uh, he also lent me a fourth Taiga because I only have three Taiga. Um, <laughs> Man, that's how long ago it was when Taiga was playable, huh? <laughs> right, as a four of at least. Um, in the first round, I lost to a Mono Black. Mono Black is sort of like the budget deck of choice because you really don't need any power i mean yeah, like a demonic tutor like your 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 lotus right right um so there's a lot of mono black and that and i sort of 
wanted to play off of that. And so I played, that's why I wanted to play a deck with eight bolts and also whirling dervish. Um, so I, but you know, you don't have, you don't have a lot of cards in hand ever. So you also really like have to like get your hand down. You can't like keep a slow hand. Um, and my opponent, uh, I lost game one, and then in game two, I mulligan to six. And by the way, the London mulligan is insane. It with like red green beats in old school. It feels so good because like oh yeah, you know so many like your deck's pretty redundant. So really, like you get a couple of cracks at it, and you're gonna get a decent hand. I had like as long as I don't get strip mined on turn one, I'm gonna play a whirling dervish, and I probably will win the game. Um, I did not get strip mined on turn one. I played a whirling dervish. Um, my opponent played uh, maybe some sort of, of pump knight or maybe a black knight or something. I drew a second whirling dervish and played that. Um, and then my opponent played a third land and went demonic tutor for Meekstone. Ooh. Played the Meekstone and locked down my my six power worth of whirling dervish and uh, then got a royal assassin into play. And I just couldn't draw out of that. So that was really, um, really something because my deck is not usually, is not that weak to Meekstone other than Whirling Dervish and Urnamjin. I was going to say, uh, there's only a couple of ways I can think of if you're a mono black deck to get rid of uh, Whirling Dervish. And it's like Alio Pile on turn one, right? Uh, I guess Meekstone is the other answer. Yeah, you don't want to play like play it into a disc, but disc is turn five at the yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, you know you can probably raise a disc, especially with burn. But yeah, the weak stone was really devastating, and then uh, royal assassin, um, you know, really monkey with my other attackers. So uh, so I lost, and I wasn't feeling great about that. But I was like, okay, well that's the other first time I played. Also, so the round two I played against uh, mono white, and this was this was great. Um, so this is a deck, this is a loner deck that the uh, tournament organizer, Stu, lends out called Banding. And it's called <laughs> Banding because the deck is unsleeved in a rubber band. Amazing. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 20 revised planes and then a bunch of white knights and stuff. And it's just like this unsleeved white weenie deck. Um, and uh, I, and I, <laughs> I lost game one. I forget how exactly. Um but uh, I won. I think they played like three Crusades, and that got all their stuff out of bolt range. It was like double Crusade, and was just able to like source the plowshares my stuff enough so that like I couldn't call the threat down. And uh, then like they started drawing guys, and I you know couldn't beat the guys because um, they had triple Crusade or something. Yeah, that checks. Um, and then I actually did win game two, and then in game three, my opponent I could I couldn't believe this happened. And I mean, I, I know, like, laughing about it in in a way because, you know, it's still, like, old school. And it's just funny because, like, one of the things when I was prepping for old school is, like, you don't get two for one that much. You get two for one with him, you know? And you get, like, five for one with Wrath. But I never really – you don't think of it as, like, this value format like like Mod Magic is now. That just wasn't the card pool. Well, my draw was such that I had a lot of, like, my X1s and my opponent played Holy Light twice. Yeah. <laughs> So Holy Light is a two and a white for an instant from the dark that says non-white creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn. The old swap gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he'd, he'd like, source the plowshares me, 
strip mine me when I get back and I play like Elvish Archers, Argothian Pixies, Holy Light. Oh, okay, fine. And I play another land. I'm trying to get my Urnum Jin, strip mine. Another land, strip mine. Disenchant your mocks. Oh, oh. real trouble now. But like, I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't matter. Like, they have no cards. All I have to do is start drawing. Like, we're gonna, we're basically top decking. And I played a land, and I was like, okay, as long as I don't get, as long as he doesn't have the fourth strip mine. And this is again, like, I had something in my hand that I needed, I needed to resolve. Like, I, I might have been, I might have been Nirnam Jin, and I had like my, my, I had I was, like drawn a bunch of lands, which was keeping up with the strip mines. Like, okay, just don't play. Draws the fourth strip mine off the top, hits my land, and then I think I lost like a pikeman. Yeah. It was just like Pikeman did like seven and then he started drawing more guys. So yeah, I had no lands. Uh and that that killed me. It's a four strip mine format, which sounds a lot worse than it is. Um in fact I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh in round three, I played against uh the Underworld Dreams combo deck. Oh yeah. So this deck one. Yeah. This deck um plays Underworld Dreams and then like Winds of Change and Howling Mine and just basically like tries to keep the board clear and then kill you in one big turn or you know you draw a bunch of cards and lose and they have vice and stuff as well. Be still my heart. It's a really it's a really cool deck. I think it suffers from four strip lines being legal. Yeah. Whereas there are definitely some old school rule sets where um Strip mine is restricted. And the reason I think that's the case is that, like, I had a bunch of cheap threats, and then they keep, like, letting me draw more cards. And so, like, I can strip mine them and keep them off their big plays, especially, you know, keeping them off black mana um, prevents them from getting, like, an Underworld Dreams into play. Um, and uh, I just can, I can replace all my threats a lot faster and just sort of kill them before they can have their big turn. And that's basically how both games went. So the deck is the deck is really really cool. So, um, Dude, also just a quick side note on Whirling Dervish. Uh, now that I'm reading the Oracle, <laughs> uh, dude, Whirling Dervish was the original TNN. Oh yeah, I mean the, back the the first Pro Tour I watched '95, I think. Uh, Lestrade made it like all the way through all his competitors because everyone was playing mono black Necropotence. Like, that card on turn two was devastating to people. You had to get off, uh, uh, you had to, like, stop it somehow. Normally it was, like, the first time it came down, it was with uh, Nevenral's disc, and the second time you had uh, Serrated Arrows because you had access to Homelands by then. Yeah, sorry, I was making an adjustment to my uh, microphone here. Um, yeah, Whirling Dervish is really good. <laughs> Uh, against the against the black decks and you know black is a very strong color in old school with him and stuff um and but you know of course it's not it's not quite as easy to get going against like bolt and stp which are also really popular but um there's a lot of mono black just because it's very powerful and very easy to get into and very intuitive to play yeah you have access to um black knight and uh order the ebon hand which are gr like you know they can only be stopped by lightning bolt for the most part yeah for sure um, yeah, because Terra doesn't hit it. <laughs> Terra yeah. doesn't hit them. Um, okay, so round four is mono red. I don't know if this is like a goblins deck. I mean, it, it's hard to say because a lot of the red creatures are goblins. Um, but I just uh, had sort of better creatures in them. Um, 
by virtue of playing green and obviously like I had bolt to clean up their stuff um, and, and get through um, mono red is a big problem with like Urnum Jin, especially and they're playing like goblins of the flarg and yep. you know I'm playing Kurt Ape like it's just <laughs> the better it's just the better card so um, so that was pretty and then uh, in round five I played against mono black again and this went the complete opposite way my deck just did wonderfully and I they neither game was very you know close in that I won them both um, and definitely like had my turn to whirling dervish in the post board game and you know sort of took that to the end um, and then I told the player about the meek stuff in play and he's like I thought about bringing it in but the only thing you have is Urnum Jin so um, so now I've got so I've lost so I was like I was one in four in my first two rounds and then I won six games in a row and I was like, you know, okay, cool. So we're going to round six, and this is this is where this is where it all really got old school. Um, my opponent in in the first game on the play goes like land lotus mana vault. Next turn, I like played a curd ape. Then the next turn, they mind twisted me for six. <laughs> and then and then the next turn, they earthquaked my curd apes. <laughs> so yeah. And then in game two, um, I played a Curd Ape. My board was like City of I went like City of Brass Curd Ape with a basic forest in my hand, and they went land, soul ring, city in a bottle. And I drew another city of brass, and I was like, I just want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. Jeez. <laughs> uh so so that was my tournament, but it's really a lot of fun, old school. And it was it was more fun. It was more fun than I expected. If that sounds, I know that sounds mean or something, but like that's not really. It was like, I was like, thinking that, you know, the games were going to be kind of a slog, but it was a lot faster than I thought. Um, and uh, you know, it's, you got There's a lot of things you have to adjust to. Like for example, you don't. Not everything get, you play gets countered immediately, which is different than a lot of other formats. Like there are a lot of counter spells, and there are definitely control decks in the format. But it's not like four fours, four days, two spell pierce, a spell snare, you know? Yeah, I mean, the best you have is, like, spell blast and power sink after counterspell. Well, there's mana drain. But mana like, drain, yeah. But, like, that's still, like, they got to be untapped. And they got to have mana drain, you know? And you can you have four strip mines. So um, so it was really interesting. Cause like, you play around – I was playing around counter magic a, a couple times against the, uh, against the Underworld Dreams player. And then – like I was like, he's like, I don't have a counterspell in this deck, so why would I do that? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, I think that's the that's actually pretty refreshing, especially considering a lot of people say things like, oh, control decks with a zillion counterspells are, you know, the most pure form of magic, and that's not really the case um, in terms of like, you know, old school. But um, yeah, I definitely played again. I definitely liked the deck. I definitely make. I wish I had played Giant Growth and Berserk. Um, oh yeah, you got to play Bloodlust too, man. I know, I thought about it, but I couldn't really, I was like, I think I, um, I kind of like worried more about Mishra's Factory as a card that could really hurt me, so I played the Argothian Pixies, like a full set of Argothian yep. Pixies and yep, yep. two Scavenger Folk, and when I was doing that, I was just like, I don't really have room for this like giant growth berserk plan, um, but I actually think it would be worth playing just because, okay, because because like wheel, I, play, I have a wheel, I have a regrowth, you know, mm -hmm. um, and like it turns out that cards are restricted for a reason, and just oh, because yeah. they're not super like I know wheels like whatever eighty five bucks or whatever, but like you know, not it's not like a three thousand dollar restricted card, 
but it's still really fucking good. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, very and good. Resolving a wheel is really good in your like all one drops deck and your like eight you know eight bolt deck. So um, I definitely uh, I definitely want more restricted cards. And the Berserk, I guess, it isn't restricted, though it was at the time. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it, was, it was it was a lot of fun. And then I recommend if you get the chance to play old school at some point to give it a shot, borrow a deck. It's really it's really it's really a fun format, and I had never played old school in like that. Like I, I mean, I, I wasn't playing in 1994. You know, oh, I started yeah. playing in 95. So like my like I never played without Ice Age being like a, a legal set because my first booster was an Ice Age booster. You know? Yeah, I mean, when we played, I think uh, when I started getting into the old school format, we were playing 95, which included Ice Age, and when we switched over to the uh, to the 93, 94 format. Um, you lose a lot. Uh, there's a lot of cards that you just don't get access to, and a lot of effects that you don't get access to when uh, when Ice Age gets taken off the table. Yeah, and I mean, I'd like to. Um, I can't. I, I um, I'd like to to try some of those like you know, slightly bigger old school formats, but that's you know that's, that's a lot of organization. Yeah. I know that they do some. Sometimes they do it out in the Bay Area. Uh, and everything so maybe at some point it's like a pipe dream but um but yeah i mean it, it's really it's really nice it's distinct from uh from middle school it's distinct from legacy it's distinct from vintage so yeah cool yeah um we want to acquire support from our subscribers believe when we say you win all your die rolls and be on the play patreon it's only one click away patreon head on over and donate to patreon there won't be any misplays support eternal turtles podcast today so uh the the big topic of the day uh, is is Ren and Six. Yeah, can we talk about this shit? <laughs> Take it away, Phil. This card is fucking everywhere, man. Like, this th- this card is functionally turning the format into every deck is pile. Every deck is just like, all right, I guess we have to splash red green because we have to be able to waste lock people. And I don't know if it's just like, this is the new card hotness. I mean, people are just saying that this is the fix to Deathrite Shaman. It fixes all your colors. It's a Planeswalker as it should be. It completely makes goblins unplayable. Um, <laughs> Does it? Yeah, dude. How, how are you supposed to play any form of X1 when you just have a two-mana Liliana of the Last Hope on the board? I, I am not mad at any of that. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm seeing f- miracles splashing two colors off it's of Astrolabes to play this card. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm seeing, like, four and five-color Delver decks. There was, a, a, I don't know if it was a meme. I guess it has to be, but there was a six-color Delver deck that was just playing Thought Not Seers, because why not? You're yeah, never missing not? a land drop if you have Ren 6 on the table, because... Well, and Prismatic yeah. Vista gets your wastes, and Ren, Wasteland Ren. makes bluffing what, what do you need wastes for? You got Wastelands. Because you have Prismatic Vista. <laughs> Rent, well. rent six plus fetch just makes it so you have all of your colors at all times. What you need is a snow-covered waste. And yeah, oh yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> we're gonna see snow-covered waste, and that waste is also gonna make your Aldrazi cost four cheaper because why not? 
Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been playing playing it in uh, uh, Rug Delver uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, as as like a two of, and uh, I I really like it. Uh, I'm I'm very happy that uh, I, I have been given a tool for for my deck, and I, I don't I'm not even mad that other people want to play a four color deck now that I have the ability to waste lock them out of a game. Dude, the the colors the the decks that I've been seeing have such weird spreads of cards that they're playing. Like Astrolabe is have, a crazy one to me. Like that's wild. They have Arkham's they, Astrolabe because yeah. these decks can just be like three to four Ren and six plus whatever you want. It makes it so all of these decks just look like what Checkpile looked like when it was first built. Like in the like when it initially was made, and then like it was it literally just looked like you were playing whatever you wanted. Yeah, and it made no sense. And you were like, how does this mana ever work? And it was just like, oh. You have Deathrite Shaman. It doesn't matter what your mana looks like because it's always going to be perfect. And that's what all of these lists that I'm I've been looking at with, with Renin Six all look like. To the point where I'm seeing like one Baleful Strix, one Colagon's Command, one Teferi. <laughs> like it, 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 like the spread of colors across the thing. Where I'm just like, are we playing Niv Mizzet Reborn dot decks here? Okay, I, I like this rant. I, I love it. I don't know if you have more. I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Dude, I, I, I'm just, I think that if, if Ren6 is creating a format where it really is just you play whatever you want because colors don't matter again, and there's enough, the, the, the fixing that can get you to red-green isn't, like, at all punishing enough, the same way that, like, you could just play Underground Sea and have your Deathrite Shaman off of your black mana and never needed to play green. You played green on the splash because it was free. That, like, are we just going to be going down... Uh, uh, the format, like the same territory where uh, the stuff that was going to be good against Death Rite Shaman decks are also going to be good against these decks where it's like, oh, I'm just going to play a deck that's not uh, playing X1s and that's not affected by Wasteland and then I'm going to be able to blow out all these decks that have just really shoddy mana bases and we're just going to get Blood Mooned into Oblivion. I don't know, but where I thought the format was the last time we talked about, like, where does the format sit? Now that it's shaken out and we've seen all these Renin 6 decks, I think, like, I don't know if this is just people on new card, uh, like, fever, or if this is actually just the world we're going to be living in now. And if you just play, you know, a couple islands and a TNN, like, that's going to be good enough, assuming they're not, you know, fucking jamming Thought Not Serious because they can. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, the, I think the, the, the deck that started you on this rant was on ZD's 5-0 list with Renin 6 in miracles, <laughs> I saw a miracles that miracles list that are running astrolabes and mox diamonds. Right? What are we even doing? In there, they're splashing red and green, red and green for red and six in miracles. So they're like, hey, do you know that thing that's really good about miracles, about having a stable mana base and not having to give a shit about wasteland? Turns out, with red and six being a, a, a crucible for free, you can just splash five colors and never worry about it. Three snow-covered island, one snow-covered mountain, one snow-covered plains to go with two prismatic vista, two flooded strand, three scalding tarn, and then I, two, I three, this four is, This is duels. probably reasonable. I just want everybody to know that if you're splashing red and green in your blue-white basics deck, I hope you do nothing but open basic island, basic plains, three red and six hands for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, Arkham's Astrolabe, I think, is an underrated component of this. I mean, it basically... It fixes. It's fixing your mana for free. It's an artifact. 
It's a one man card. And it just draws a card. Now, hold on. Actually, before we get that far, remember when I said Ren and Six was the best card in the set, and you said it was Force of Negation by far, and I was on drugs. Here's the and thing, then, man. And then I said we should review Arkham's Astrolabe, but you guys, ah, no one's gonna play hey, this. I talked well, about one man to draw Arkham's a card. Astrolabe. One man, one man to draw. I, I don't know. I don't know if I like this revisionist history of all of a sudden <laughs> I'm wrong every time. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But I um, think Force of Negation. I, I will say that this. There's a force of negation in the deck. There's only three, there's only one, and there's three red and sixes. Oh, there's a there's a force of negation in the sideboard too. Yeah. No, I, I think the the thing that might start happening is if everybody is just going to be doing all of these crazy splashes and whatnot. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get to the territory where it's as heavily it's heavily played enough to warrant it. But the same way that like when other busted cards warranted you playing Pyroblast in the main, we might be getting to a world where playing Blue Blast is, uh, main is reasonable. There's yeah. a lot of running six decks. Oh, by the way, the top, the, the finals of the Legacy Challenge today was two running six decks. Uh, it was Edgar Magalhees playing um, the Strifo Chase deck. Um, Which already didn't one. care about colors, so that's just a... Which was, yeah, this is basically, you know... Uh, Chase's deck that you know he played at the uh, that Edgar had played to the top eight in um, Niagara Falls, and uh, I don't know I forgot I saw the person who won and I'm sorry I'm blanking on it right now I'm looking for it, um, but uh, that player uh, I believe was also playing oh yeah, here we go it's Ved Karhad uh, playing Dreadhorde Arcanist okay this is four color Delver with Run and Six. So he his and his black splash. Here's here's your adjustment, Phil. Three abrupt decays in this Delver deck. Um. Uh, so like his black his black cards are the two thought seizes, three abrupt decays in the main. The sideboard has two plague engineers, another thought seize, a, a diabolic edict, and two surgicals. But it's not you know it's really just the blue cards, Bolt, Ren and Six, Dreadhorde Arcanist. The green cards are Tarmogoyf. Decay and Ren and Six, so there's a lot of gold, and uh, then it's actually the light black splash. But yeah, that's two color, that's two four color Ren and Six decks meeting in the finals today. It just makes me think: is is there going to be uh, you know a blue moon deck that's just going to blood moon people into here's, sadness? Well, here's my answer to that. Uh, luckily, they printed this amazing card called Force of Vigor. Um, so those decks are good, but they're not as good as they used to be. No, wow. I think, do we want them to be good? So now I do not want them to be good. <laughs> no, I'm very happy that Force of Vigor exists. I'm very happy about it. Like, that's a, that's a three of in my sideboard against Chalice and against, uh, Blood Moon, because I, I lose those, to those cards. And now you're playing Tarmogoyf, Ren and Six, and Nimble Mongoose, and you can support pitching a green card. Yeah, and like if my opponent plays other other things that mess with my graveyard, I can actually still get rid of them because I have you know like if, if they're playing like rest in peace or whatever, force of vigor gets rid of that, and I can start building my graveyard back up again. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's interesting. Well, the question is whether or not it's good for the format. Well, I, I think, think the biggest gainer from running six is actually Tarmogoyf. Yeah, you needed a reason yeah. to play green again. I love. Here's my favorite. Oh, I've got so many. I've got so many problems with this. 
One is that remember how bad it was that Death Row Chapman could be cast off Underground Sea. Oh, if you couldn't, oh, if you can't, you have to, you can't have a, you have to be able to, you have to be forced to play Green Mana. Well, guess what? You are forced to play Green Mana, and guess what? It's still a four color pile with every card. It's still got Leovold and Abrupt Decay and Baleful Strix and Jace and Dak Faden and him. It's got Lonely Bat him. I guess they don't have him because they've got Ren Six. You can't cast Ren Six off of a. Uh... God dang uh, underground sea, so you can't have him. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> the problem was never that you could cast uh, Deathrite Shaman off underground sea as much as people, you know, made it out to be. I mean, yes, that's obnoxious, the, but it's not. It was. It wasn't the problem. The problem was just that, like, the format's really efficient, and when you have something that's this efficient, Red and Six is incredibly efficient. It might be impossible to make a two mana planeswalker good. That's one of the other things I thought too. Like everyone joked about how bad Tybalt was when it came out. Well, this is a this is a two mana planeswalker where all of its abilities are you know okay, right? Mm-hmm. It's plus it's the same thing that any other planeswalker does. It's plus one draw a card, minus one to deal with something, and one damage is not that much. One damage is is way better in Legacy than anywhere else. But yeah, you're right. The formula is plus one draw a card, minus one kill a thing, and it's a very conditional draw a card. It's a very conditional draw a card. It's return a land card. Is and it? Yeah, that's this card. This card could have been in standard, which is actually kind of funny. I bet if this card had been in standard, it wouldn't have been that bad in standard. But it's a fetch land format, and fetch lands break everything, and that's it. You're always going to get your plus one, and that and that plus one basically makes you wasteland proof because, you know, you can just get the card back. At what point are we going to get the format where they're like, hey guys, we're just going to make it's it's exactly legacy except all fetch lands are banned. I don't know. They're never. I mean, that, no that one's going to play that format. It's very boring format, Phil. Is it? I mean, oh, well, okay. I just played six rounds with no fetch lands, by the way. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the miracles. <laughs> no that, I'm looking at the 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 Mox Diamond Astrolabe, Ren Six Miracles deck, right? And it's playing three Snapcaster Mage, mm-hmm. and the Two. spells that it can flash back. Are ponder, brainstorm, swords to plowshares, and then maybe a force of negation. But the deck also is playing punishing fire and grove of the burn willows because nothing matters anymore. I completely disagree with you as far as what your sentiment is here. Uh, I think that it's fine for the format to to look like this. The problem between uh, red and six and death right shaman is was very simple. You couldn't kill one very efficiently. Uh, one mana is is infinitely less than two mana, uh, and and like you you can do things to just stop this from being a problem. Like you said, blue blast, oh, spell yeah. snare. Oh, you know, like, come on. Let me just let me just clarify. <laughs> let me just clarify here. I am Lightning not. Bolt. I'm not. Lightning I'm bolt. not hating. Swords to plowshares. Fatal push. Vendetta. Oh wait, no, vendetta is not a black creature. Uh, but anyway, wow. the point. There's no way you could not kill a death right No deck is playing uh, four of these. It is way harder to kill a four loyalty planeswalker. It is way can you source the plowshares a four loyalty planeswalker? I agree. I agree you can't. Can you can you you fatal push it? You cannot attack a death right shaman. So I am not attack a Renin Six because you don't have anything in play because the Renin Six kills it, or they drew a zillion cards and killed the thing. Because they have perfect mana. Are there things that... I don't think so, it's a problem yet. 
I, I had be. some innocent blood with the, you couldn't oh, hold on hold on I'm 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 going sorry <laughs> no. sorry you're this gonna name all done. the creature removal oh, we, spells we, death right shaman's unbeatable it's a one it's a one two you had to untap with to get one more mana he <laughs> <laughs> just bolted just bolted and move on you know why running six is good because there's no good one drops because the best one reanimate that's why that's why was, you can't you know I mean I guess there's Delver. You know what you can do? You can flip your Delver and attack a Renin Six. You could you could have flipped your Delver and gone over the top with Deathrite Shaman and then hit it with a Searing Blaze. All this stuff was, and that was that would have been great. Just no one wanted to do it. People love jamming colors together. They're always going to find a way to do it. Renin Six is going to be like Deathrite Shaman. It's going to get banned because people just love jamming the cards together. There's no way they're ever ever going to look at some of these other cards that are just too efficient. That are just too efficient, no matter what you do, and it breaks other cards. I'll be sad when that happens. I, red, I don't red and six is a it's a red. You have to have red and green, and and, and it, look what it's doing. You have to have red and green. Green was a joke. Green was nowhere. Green was nowhere when Deathrite Shaman was legal, and you needed green to kill the freaking thing in their graveyard. It, I I just I just don't buy it. I I think Renin Six is is hard. It's harder to kill than Deathrite Shaman. The only thing it's easier to do is it's easier to counter. That much that much I will give you. Yeah. Renin Six is easier to counter. It's easier to spell snare and daze, yeah. and um, and uh, even spell pierce. Obviously, like yes, like because it's a non-creature spell. Um, but that's bad tempo, <laughs> you know, in a way, right? Um. Like to be always reacting to something like Renin Six, and then you know you you have to tap out and everything, or you can't do stuff on your turn or whatever, and you're going to be behind the eight ball because you have to counter the Renin Six, which is which is what people used to say. You're behind the eight ball once a Deathrite Shaman hits play. Yeah, that's what that's what it's like. That's what happens when they print powerful cards. I don't know. I just I really just like we're going to lose. I just know we're going to lose it already. It, it, this is this is what happens. This is what's happening with it. If this sticks, and this might not stick. I, I, I find these decks to be at least to look a little, a little bit more fragile overall. I think people might be trying to do too much, but I think they'll settle down to somewhere, and uh, I think we'll lose this card, which is too bad. Because it's a cool card. It's a cool card. This is also a, a format where, I mean, I didn't realize how much Renin Six was uh, warping things from cast to cast. So this is still very fresh, and so I think people are all pushing the boundaries, and everybody is doing the. Doing the new thing, right? And there isn't anybody beating up on the the weaknesses of the new thing yet because everybody's doing the new thing. So I I don't know. I I mean, Renin Six is looking like well, if it's played in Miracles and in Rug Delver, which are two very different decks, uh, I'm curious as to is there anything that sticks out to you guys as like a glaring weakness of these decks? Because I was just like, oh yeah, when are we gonna blood moon the shit out of them? And then you were. Like, nah, there's enough hate for that. But I'm also looking at this Miracles deck that's still playing five basics. And then even if, you, like, you need to, you have Astrolabe now that's a mana fixer. So you have all this mana fixing. Is there anything that, like, just actually can down the, like, can punish these decks? Uh, here's the problem. It's not just Red and Six that came in. It's Narset, right? And crop and not crop rotation. <laughs> I love this deck, by the way. We'll go over it in a second. Uh, it's Force of Negation, which came in too, right? I mean... You can't have maybe Storm can't win through this. I mean, those rug playing force negations, correct, Zach? Like that you're yeah. playing force negation. That's that's insanity. That's crazy talk. I there think that maybe it's the sideboard. Playing... It may be hard, or maybe like one or 
No, whoever's playing in their sideboard in your. In Whatever, your I'm gonna find one of these five list. Dreadhorde Arcanist. It's Narset. Tell- it's all these cards, right? So it's gonna take. It, it, it's a very unsettled time anyway, and that's why I, I mean I, I kind of went off a little bit there, but it's like I almost you know I hesitate to make any pronouncements about what's about what's going on because of that, you know. But is is there a world where we can see, uh, at least recently enough? Uh, what, how many, like, what percentage of the format of the format right now is uh, decks that are playing at least any at least four to six planeswalkers main? Well, let's let's not. You know what? Here's, here's the thing. Let's. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm on I'm on the deck dump page and I'm scrolling right down right below Astrolabe Mox Diamond deck right. Which in, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm surprised you mentioned this. Coliseum. Once you get Ren and Nars out. And you, yeah, bro, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to move out. You have no cards. Dude, is, 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 Renin 6 is going to be challenging uh, crop rotation as the most played green card. Yeah. Um, right below that, uh, Zugenyu with the 5-0 Infect list, 2 Teferi Time Raveler, also one scale up, Zach. Um, oh. So, now, but, so that's, it's not just about like what decks are playing 4 to 6 Planeswalkers. What decks are playing two to three planeswalkers that never played one before? And now you've got Teferi in Infect. You've got Ren and Six in Rug Delver, right? Mm-hmm. Ironically, oh, here's a, here's a, so, so ironically, the Dreadhorde Arcanist decks are not playing planeswalkers because they're playing Dreadhorde Arcanist, which is sort of like a planeswalker. I'm going to go that far. It's card advantage every turn. But this one has a Liliana the last open it. And then you've got these eight Karn brown decks. Right? I mean, Planeswalker at this point, it's done their job. We goal was to get their goal was to get more of these plays. Is, <laughs> here's price, the, here's betrayal, is price of Betrayal a playable card? Price of Betrayal is the one black to, to take counters off? Yeah, remove five counters from any permanent or player that you're right. at, at an opponent control. slowly become more uh, playable. It, does it is it uh, bad for the format if people are playing Price of Betrayal? Is that a bad sign? That's, that's, I, I'm asking: Is Price of Betrayal playable? More it's a one mana answer to Renin Six. An answer to Renin Six. It's an answer to every Planeswalker that's seeing play because unless Karn specifically upticks, uh, then it kills every Walker that is played after, like even Jace after a plus. Um, so, but even if they if they Karn plus and then you price a betrayal it down to one, then they're very far away from being able to lattice lock you. The last time I played against Karn, I didn't even get lattice locked. They just wished for a uh, uh, liquid metal coating and killed all my lands. <laughs> oh, then I guess price of betrayal won't be playable because it can't deal with that. Uh, oh, is there yeah. a world where because of like? Mox Diamond and that shit that you just said that playing shit like a Braid main board is going to be better? I wish a Braid hit, hit Planeswalkers. It doesn't hit Planeswalkers. It just hits the artifacts that turn these Planeswalkers on. It hits Mox Diamond. That's a really bad trade, though. Well, I mean, it's not, a, it's not always a bad trade, but you don't want to be dis- You don't want to be in the, in the... You don't want to be shattering their Mox Diamond yeah. in the... You want to just, like... You want to win the game. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like Price of Betrayal as an answer to Red and Six. Um, I, mean, I actually forgot. Look, there's so many cards, I forgot it. I forgot it existed. There's also the Elder Spell. I actually thought about playing the Elder Spell. 
in um, my dead guy deck in the sideboard because like so many people are just like, all right, you know, I'm going to get a run in six and a deck down and that's my game plan. So it's not, no, yeah. Don't sleep on Narset and Jacer are all over the format Narset too. So like if you get, if you get two planeswalkers, God, if you get three insane, but like if you get two planeswalkers, it's, it's going to feel amazing. Oh, I, here's a, here's a bit of a hot take too. I think Jace is not good. And I think people are just playing Jace because they kind of feel like they have to play Jace. I feel like I feel like when I'm playing and then Jace hits the table, I'm like, oh, good, it's only Jace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because Narset just turns him off. Well, it's like, well, Jace is like they're gonna tap out. Good, they're tapped out for Jace. <laughs> you know, like it's it's like a four man. Okay, the four man a brainstorm. All right, I can beat that. I've had to beat that for the past ten years. How whatever year Worldwide came out, right? When did Worldwide come out? Two thousand ten. Like I've, we've been beating Jace already, you know. If they're playing, a, if like I, I think that with all these three mana planeswalkers and Narsa or uh, what Renan Six is a two, you know, and and then like Karn is a four, but it's not like it's really it can be effectively a two or three based on the lands that are usually played to cast it. Like I don't think I think people just kind of play Jace out of habit, and I would and I would not like why do you want a four mana card? <laughs> looking at uh, looking at uh, Edgar. Edgar's deck again. By the way, this is a four-color deck with one wasteland. Um, he's got two Jaces. Like, yeah, you could have just played an R set, right? In, instead of one of those Jaces, you can still keep your blue count high. It's like an extra Leovold. It's like an extra Dak. It's good with both of them. I mean, jeez. This is the deck with the uh, crop rotation. No, this is um, this is oh. a deck. This is uh, Chase's deck. Strafeless deck. Okay, this is just a Miser's uh, wasteland for for. Uh... Kicks, yeah, huh? uh, 22 lands, which is a little high. But I mean, my point being that, yeah. like, it's it's funny, like, you know, Jace was this, like, hammer for, for freaking ever at four, and now it's like four mana, buddy, and you're giving him the side eye. That's tr- that's a good job. You know, my dead guy deck, I was playing four, four three mana planeswalkers, you know, the split of Liliana. It's like, who's playing, who's paying four for a planeswalker other than card, and you're pl- casting off an ancient tomb? This discussion has also made me think that maybe it's not that green was just complete unplayable trash before Ren 6. It was just that there was no card worth playing green for. And now that there is, all of these other cards that are green, like Tarmogoyf, are reasonable because there's actually a reason to be in green to begin with. It's all it took. I mean, if you give me a reason to play green... Like, sure, I'm going to go play Rogue Delver. But, like, before, there was no reason. Like, I, I might as well have been on Blue-Red Delver for, for the most part and, and just played four uh, TNNs and played the Rogue Delver shell. Yeah. Right. Know? I think that, yeah, and I think that it's, it's funny. That you, the way you said that was funny. Maybe green wasn't unplayable. It just needed a card that was playable. And green wasn't unplayable. It was more that green's identity had changed from this, like, yeah. creature, efficient creature and fair color to this combo color where you only ever saw it casting crop rotation to, to or, set up yeah, a dark for, like infector yeah and uh, uh dark infect exactly. yeah right or elves which is a combo deck you know and then all of a sudden people now i will say here's a here's a sort of a, a, a slight change that happened before ren and six hit the hit that was starting to help was that once war the spark came out and mana curves got slightly higher because people were cutting two mana cards for cards like Narset in the blue decks. 
decks like Maverick got better because Mana Denial was a little bit better, right? The question mm-hmm. is whether or not that can continue because now there's a real question about whether or not Mana Denial is a reasonable plan anymore. It's tough to lock people out, uh, waste lock people out when they also have run six, right? Yeah. Well, there's a certain thing of if, uh, like, if you can get just a run if you just, like, waste somebody early and they just never get to two mana or they never get to red-green mana, like, against certain decks that aren't playing basics, you they just never get more than one mana for the rest of the game. Right. So, like, but, there, are, there is applications to just waste people out, and that will be... Oh, yeah, for right. sure. If you, if you, like, like, you can definitely get... Well, you could always beat the death rate decks on the play, because they would you would, you know, play a land, they play death rate, you bolt it, and then waste them. <laughs> and then, you know, they'd be, so they'd be pretty far behind, because they kept a land and a death rate. And that's, you know, that's how it goes. Um, I, I, again, I think Astro... The fact that these decks are playing... There's also a high number of basics, still. Like, a lot of basics yeah. came in. And then what happened with Narset was it's so funny like narset and teferi when they came in and they really got people putting going into those blue shells the reason the mythic maverick got improved was that they were more apt to fetch tundra and they were more apt to fetch volcanic island because they were fighting the other do blue decks playing narset and teferi well maverick doesn't give a shit right they're playing at sorcery speed they're drawing one card a turn you know so yeah, you're so, true, so yeah. you're playing these you're playing more duels into their and you're cutting, you're like your predicts, your your engine that lets you find your swords to plowshares, all the, you know, you're cutting all that stuff, and they're just getting a knight down, and they're getting, you know, and we're getting a Thalia down, and and that's that's going the distance, but Renin six, Renin six kills Thalia, first of all, and if they get the Renin six down, your Thalia's not coming down. First of all, you're going to lose your noble hierarch, like on the draw, on the draw against the Renin six must really suck because you probably played an X one. Here's a card. Here's yeah, a card that's like, good oh, against. I'll drop this down and get you for right. one. Yeah. Here's some cards that are good against Run and Six. Uh, Nimble Mongoose, but it's in a Run and Six yeah. deck. Curdave would be in a Run and Six deck. I'm not just saying that because I played four Curdaves the other day. Um, but maybe I am. TNN. TNN, but that's not tempo positive. I mean, like the thing is, like you, if you, if you're like, okay, I'm gonna play creatures into and so that they're, I can attack their Run and Six. I found it. Uh, they're going to kill most creatures. <laughs> found it. Raven Inspector. Let's go. Well, I mean, you can do that for sure. The other thing is uh, to, to, you know, go back to the, like, you know, actual playable creatures that are, that are being, they're seeing play again. Uh, now this is happening. Uh, as far as one mana four fours are concerned, Hooting Mandrills has seen an uptick in play again. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and you can attack into a Renin 6 pretty easily with, with a Hooting Mandrill. Is there any incidental just graveyard hate that you can play for no cost, really, that a deck would want? Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> well, uh, Deathrite Shaman. Death Shaman and now Renin 6 <laughs> is returning lands. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that everyone's got to face the music. Like, okay, well, I shouldn't say it like that because that sounds really snotty. But what I mean is this. I never felt that... On brokenness, Deathrite Shaman was that egregious, right? And I said as much on this cast a zillion times. Yeah. And I think that we're showing what's happening, which is just like this, you know, all you need is that glue card to get all of the most efficient cards in. And honestly, if if this if Renin Six can go in a blue-white deck and that can stick, now I don't know that that will, 
One of the interesting things about the Death Rate era was obviously it was very rarely paired with white. And Phil and I are, are people who tried it the most with our various work on Mentor, right? Yeah, no, I, I paired it with only I only paired it with white because Turn to a Mentor was fucking nutty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it never really took off. At the, it never was the power level of the black decks, right? And uh, but now, like if if a white deck can keep up because there's for some reason some good synergies there, uh, you know we've got that. You know it could be just like this four color fest all over. You're just gonna pick your favorite four colors, and uh, that's even worse than the Death Rite era in a way, which is interesting. Um, but uh, I think the thing that's putting it over the top, I for for me where I'm I'm trying to. Th- I'm still trying to think through what are the ways to exploit the fact that all of these colors, all of these decks are just becoming five color piles. But I'm looking at things that would normally exploit five color piles, but I'm seeing a lot of these Ren and Six lists that can just play five basics. Right. Let's let's look. maybe we should go there. We could brainstorm a little bit live here because we didn't really think about it. Zach, what do you? Let's start with you. What do you think would be? How would you attack this? What would you do? How would I attack it? Would you it? try to attack it at all? Would you expect to see but a lot people of people playing like Ren and Six? I I would just play what uh what's it called uh, Rug Delver and continue to stifle and daze them out of the game. I think that going under this deck is the way to beat it. I really going like that. The, the 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 curve of these decks is super low. Yeah, but like, cool. You're playing an Astrolabe. I don't care. That's a really good point. You know, like, I, what do you play? Like, oh, I'll turn one Mox Diamond. Into into running six is like the worst thing that you can do, which is not great for me, but it doesn't actually do anything to Rug Delver. Turn one Mox Diamond into into Renin Six against Rug Delver, which could I mean you could play that force of negation in the main deck and just have that extra free counterspell for it. And then on the draw, you're gonna have to are they doing that against Days? I mean, that's I'm a, just saying, would, a, I, would I'm I saying. counter a Renin Six? No, you're right. Would I counter a Renin Six at all? I, I, I don't think I would. Are we? Are we Ooh, I would counter. Yeah. I would counter Renin Six. I think you got to counter it. I, I guess. I guess because it's going to fix their mana, you would. You would want to counter it. But like, uh, it makes everything you do that, bad. Like, it makes all your stifles yeah, every, and wastelands bad. Yeah, the wasteland situation. You're right. You're right. How soon, kill your how soon until they print no rod for planeswalkers? Oh. It's called Pithing Needle. No, 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 no rod. No, no turn off all yeah. planeswalkers. Um, I, I doubt they'll ever do it. Uh, the Immortal Sun. Well, that's six mana. Right. So they need the. I think they have. They, there's a there's a precedent for them printing it. Is my point. Yeah. The Immortal Sun. Uh, players can't activate players' lines. So that they, they counted. The, still an expensive card because people are playing it in in other de- in other formats. I mean, it's got to be played in standard, right? It's in rivals and it's twenty bucks. <laughs> I think people are playing in vintage as well. Um, okay, so it's six mana, and you get the null rod. Uh, well, null rod for planeswalkers, which is weird, but you get it turns off all the planeswalkers for both sides, and you get a personal howling mine, a personal uh, stone calendar. Which is the only card I can think of for some reason right now. <laughs> Does it give all of, your, all yes, of your creatures? It's, it's a Helm of Awakening. Helm of Awakening, I think, is a better word. Stone to, to use. Some people may know Stone Calendar. Some Look, people may lot, know Helm of stone, Awakening. There was a Stone Calendar in play yesterday. Um, <laughs> there's a Venn diagram of people that know both of those cards, and I think you and I and maybe Phil fit into that Venn diagram. Phil, you ever seen a Stone Calendar? 
a, a, I don't think so. Yeah, he's never seen a Stone Calendar. That's something right. where you ask Eternal Dirtles at gmail.com if you've ever seen a, <laughs> you've ever seen a Stone Calendar. <laughs> stone Calendar is a one-sided uh, Helm of Awakening. Spells you play cost five, but it costs five mana to get out in the first place. Um, that was a bit of an aside. But okay, so, so yes, they could they could play one, they could put one to two mana for this planes. Players can't activate loyalty abilities. At Yo, the stone Calendar's of, artwork is really nice, though. It is really cool. All the artwork from the dark is great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's not, I, here's the thing, Zach, I actually, I, I, uh, contrary to earlier when I was, when I was uh, going after you for your death right challenge thing, uh, I actually very much agree with you. I think that Rug Delver seems extremely well positioned because the best thing to do is stifle all these fetch lands that are trying to get this fragile mana base online. And then you're playing your own, the, the problem is you're playing your own run in six. And will people see that as run in six is the answer to run in six? Is there a run in six list answer to this? I don't know. I mean, you're not a run in six deck. Rook Delver is playing run in six because it's it's a solid card at, at that slot to play. Um, but it's not necessary for the deck to work. Like, it's, it's just an added bonus in that deck. It's not like, oh, I'm going to play this so that I can make my mana work. Or, you know, I, I need to play this for some level of value in, car, in card draw. It's good in my deck specifically because in the late game, if I do end up going retrace on somebody like that's it, they can't win the game. Yeah, you can bolt them. You know, um, it's, it's, it's basically a chance for me to be able to beat a, a deck that plays terminus or something like that. <laughs> Which is also, which are also running six decks at this point. Yeah. Well, I, exactly. <laughs> I, I, so think, yeah. I, I get that. I, I, yeah. Okay. Um, my idea would be to play like reanimator, but you know, I'll tell you, uh, I played I played a lot of Reanimator this weekend. Uh, uh, Eric Higby uh, came came to stay for uh, Fourth of July weekend, and we played uh, Rug versus uh, Reanimator. The Reanimator deck is just so good; it ignores like ninety percent of everything that anybody else is doing. I think the reason, it, and there was actually a discussion about this, might have been on Reddit about why people aren't playing Reanimator more, or why it doesn't seem to get results despite being this bugaboo. And I think people just get bored. Yeah, it's not fun. It's, it, you can't play running six in that deck. Well, it's not that. It's it's more like when your when your matches are over in five minutes online. That's awesome because you're gonna play a whole league in an hour and then get a bunch of tickets, right? Yeah. But when you're at a paper tournament and the rounds are an hour ten minutes, you don't want to you don't want to play reanimator. Very boring. <laughs> you're yeah, gonna, yeah. you're, you're gonna... either done or you're not done, and you're just like waiting for hours to play magic. And yeah. it's not a fun deck to get into a grindy matchup with. If you've ever if you've ever played Reanimator and you've gotten into a grindy matchup because your opponent has just like been one of those people who overboards for Reanimator, so they have nothing but like a zillion hate pieces, but they have no clock, so you're just trying to draw your answers. You know, I've been in those games, and it's just that's not fun either. It's just not a it's not a good play experience. It's it's almost it's one of those things where people don't like playing at prisons against prison decks, but like it's like putting yourself in prison because. You're going to finish your round in five, you know, you know, maybe not five minutes, but definitely like 10, 15 minutes. And then you're going to be sitting around for their 45 minutes. You don't want to do that for a whole day, your whole Saturday. So that's why I think it doesn't get played that much. But anyway. Is um, it time for well, blue-black reanimator? Is that going to solve the reanimator problem? It's time. Be- yeah, I mean, I don't know that it is time for blue-black reanimator because show and tell is, is, is out there in force as well. And your side plan is show and tell. So like accidentally having your opponent win the game because 
you uh, didn't reanimate a guy and played show and tell is not great. You clearly have missed the evolution of blue black reanimator. It's not playing show and tell on the board anymore. It's playing Ren and Six. Oh. <laughs> Please tell me that's true. <laughs> I would love it. Um, um, okay, the other the other deck that I thought like I, the Dark Depths decks, you don't see them for some reason as much. I wonder what I'm, I'm looking. I'm now I'm trying to find another reason for that. I'm looking for like a lot of Caracases or something. Possible it's just too slow. People are Ren Sixing Wasteland. Oh, maybe that's your, is that your is that is that what's happening? You I could be right. I'm just saying so. Yeah. That's that's it. My guess. Yeah, it's like. Every, the death of the death of the most expensive deck in the format lands. It's, if sixty percent of the format right now is just wasteland locking because it's free. No, but I'm looking at a lands deck playing three run and six main. Of course, yeah. Why wouldn't you, right? I'm just looking. Um, I mean, like it's funny that there are still four color loam decks out there when you can be a four color run and six deck. And like, why do you need to play both? I'm looking at a four color loam deck with two run and six. It's crazy. Like you don't need loam anymore. You don't. This, this like, still I, has loam. I mean, you you can you can play loam, sure. And and I, I just don't think that you need to play both of them. Do you really need five uh, like loams in your deck? This deck is playing two loams, two run and six. Well, the card that yeah. the card that's really good in the run and six mirror is abrupt decay. But again, it's really good in the run and six mirror, and people don't like that. Um, I'm just looking. There are a couple. Bryant Cook here. He's got he's got uh, he's got a uh, two defense grid main. Three Mox Opal. Someone's got to yeah. someone's got to get him on the phone about uh, Arkham's Astrolabe. Yeah. He played a snow covered <laughs> land. He probably has no, probably can't play enough snow covered lands. Because that would be the he's, he loves Mox Opal. It would be great. Um, but yeah, I don't really see you know I don't see the dark depths other than the land here in the lands deck. Uh, there's the there's that Teferi Infect deck. Maybe that's maybe that's a thing you can do. Uh, Red kills one toughness creature. Oh God, you're right. You can't do that. Oh my God, that was a terrible. Yeah, no. That, I mean, that's the that's the main reason why I haven't jumped over to that yet is because I'm like, well, I'm very aware that like as cool as this deck is, like here's the thing though, is like Renin Six does does not outright by playing it on turn two kill a uh, Ink Moth Nexus, which I can kill you on turn two if you tab out to play Renin. Dude, they waste lock you. Sure, but. You don't. Ha- you can win on turn two with, uh, with Infect. So I think that th- that that matchup is not as as cut and dry as as uh just oh I wasteland all your. You things. know what card is really good at rebuying your Ink Moth Nexuses? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not untrue. Not we, untrue. We already talked talked about the Teferi Infect deck. I mean, running six would be good in Infect. It would clear out. It would clear out baleful Battle Rage. <laughs> yeah, well, play like. Uh, Blingy, uh, pitchy guy. What's it called? Uh, Blazing Shoal. You're playing red. Yeah. Pitch your red and sixes Joel for the play. plus two, plus oh. Play Bloodlust. <laughs> uh, Assault Strobe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like some of those really, those really efficient sort of A plus B combos should be better. And I guess, but like, I don't know. I mean, one of the reasons, like, Death and Taxes, a deck with a bunch of main deck Phyrexian Revokers and Thalias, I mean, here's the thing. They're going to play a Plague Engineer in these decks, and that's that's a card that's come in to the format, you know? If you're going to try Storm, they're going to have a Force Negation. That's come in from this format, right? If they're going to try to Karn lock people, you know, I guess there's, you know, they got Collector Oof if they really want. My, my, my uh, I'll call it my thesis here, is that uh, the format is still very new, very open, and we just don't know yet. 
that that's I, I don't think that the, the Ren and Six is the complete evolution of, of this format just yet. Almost almost worth just cutting just cutting it there, right? <laughs> good night, everybody. No, I'm serious. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah, the format's We've very, lot, very but... new. I think that uh I think that I think uh you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people trying to solve the format early, um, but it, it's going to take a while. You know, when we first saw Deathrite Shaman, it took like four years before Deathrite Shaman dominated Legacy. I played Deathrite Shaman in my zombie deck in the sideboard. <laughs> yeah, but like before it dominated, no, that's what I mean. Format, like it like just people were playing it. Like, you okay, know? I'll put this in my sideboard. Let's see what that does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that's probably a good spot to uh, to call it for the night. Yeah. Um, uh, I wanted to thank our Patreon uh, Patreon uh, subscribers, uh, Chris Bennett. Appreciate you upping your pledge. Uh, we've got some shirts to send out as well, um, and uh, I think that's pretty much it for the for the night, guys. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add? No. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, Phil's uh, mid roll that he created this week because mine mine was garbage last week. So th- we'll leave you with that. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Where does he get those wonderful toys?